Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV's official after show for the Netflix series original Sweet Magnolias. Now, this is the place you want to be after every single show, so you can join the discussion and hear from cast and crew from the actual show. So we've got some super exclusive content here that we don't want you guys to miss out on. So today, we're covering season one, episode four, Lay It All Down. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and with me I have the incredible panel. Kelsey, Tammy, and Bryant are here with me. And as (laughs) promised, we've got some people from behind the scenes. So writer, formerly on The L Word and The Night Shift, we have... Francesca Butler, a.k.a. Frankie B in here. And also, Ryan, shaking things up from the show, Michael Schenefeld. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're great. I, I, yeah, we're hanging in. COVID 2020 now. And uh, this has oh, been like yes. a fun, it's the reason I put clothes on today. So. <laughs> I'm yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> well, we are so glad that we could get you back in that rhythm. So today we have a few topics <laughs> that we are going to talk about today. So this episode seemed all about reclaiming space and finding your joy. So we've got a few topics. We've got Ryan reclaiming his space in Helen's heart. Dana Ooh. reclaiming her space in the kitchen and finding her joy. And Ty kind of re- reclaiming his space and finding his joy and power outside off of the field and now in the classroom. So let's dive into these topics and um, see how we're laying it all down in this episode. <laughs> so I want to go to my panel really quick first. Um, let's start with you, Tammy. How did you feel when... Okay, there's just so much in this episode. Let me properly unpack this, okay? <laughs> when you first laid eyes on Ryan, just angrily as a tornado, just coming into this house, starting it up with Helen, what was your initial reaction and what did you think was going to happen? My initial reaction, I'm going to be I'm going to be straight with you, Michael. Uh, I have issues <laughs> with Ryan. I have issues with him. Um, <laughs> Because at this point, you know, we are team Eric. I, you know, I can't speak for the panel. I am team Eric. So when you came barreling in with your self-righteousness, you know, I I gave it to you. Helen was a lot more calm in confronting you than I was (laughs) saying that. But um, you're definitely mixing it up. And uh, okay, I'll be just, you know. Watching. <laughs> don't hurt Helen. That was my initial thought. Do not hurt Helen. <laughs> you, as you can see, we're taking it personal here. Brian, what were your thoughts? <laughs> well, just from that initial reaction, I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't know about the history until, of course, we find out later on. But just him coming in there, shaking things up, I'm like, uh-uh, Helen is not the one. Helen is not the one to mess with, so do not come down her throat because she will bring it right back to you. So I love seeing that. I love how she didn't stand down. She's like, I got the receipts. I'm ready to tell you this, that, or the other, and you're not going to tell me otherwise. So love Helen. I do love Ryan in this entire episode, shaking things up. And I'm right there with you, Tammy. I am so team Eric, but I'm also leading a little bit to, to Ryan, just like that little spark I still see from him and Helen. So I don't want to go, go into too much right now, but that's my initial thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, we see you blushing. Please tell us, how was it? <laughs> how was it playing this character? And what's some of the preparation that you had to go into into making yourself a kind of a tornado, but also a very sweet character still by the end of the episode, you know, how were you able to put that together? Uh, well, first of all, uh, let me give credit where credit is due uh, to Frankie, because I think she is like chief. Uh, it's her, her, I was sort of her responsibility, uh, sort of creating 
this character and whatnot. So the blame the tornado on Frankie first. Uh, Frankie, Frankie. I, can't, I can't say anything from under this bus that Michael just threw me under. Um, <laughs> oh man! Wow, the gloves are out already. <laughs> I, I also want to go on record saying I'm also Team Eric, um, uh, getting to meet him on set. No, he's like, he's, he's so <laughs> handsome and charming and brings such good energy on set. And so, like, I get it. Um, uh, but a, a funny bit of information is most of the big emotional scene, the big, like, Heather, the, the sort of storming in and then the sweet sort of at the end of that evening, um, where they really talk about the past and, and there's, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to reveal, but when the, the emotions are running high in a beautiful way, I think, uh, towards the end of that episode, those were both shot on my first day on Sweet Magnolias ever. Uh, on wow. Maybe in, in uh, uh, definitely more than one episode. Um, but yeah, that was uh, my first day. I had met a couple of people in the audition room uh, a couple of weeks prior, um, but you have 12 people sitting behind a table and I'm nervous and, you know, the casting's there, producers there, writers are there. And, um, and it was my first time meeting Helen was that day. And then I did not see her until we were both in the makeup chairs next to each other that morning, what? knowing full, full well where we, the kind of journey we had to take together. So mm. I think it was a lot of trust. I think um, Heather Headley and I, I mean, I, I'm, if you're not a Heather Headley fan, like I don't have time for what you. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I, um, it was just a lot of trust in each other. And then also uh, Kelly Williams, I think was the director's, uh, the director for that episode. And she, her, the, the, sort of energy that she brought to the set was uh unparalleled i mean it was i felt so safe so protected everyone wanted like michael the actor to succeed mm. um which uh is all in service to frankie's character so mm. yeah it was i love big day. that big day on set yeah <laughs> that's crazy that sounds amazing and you made the adjustment so well to put yourself in position to pretty much be like, hi, how are you? We've known each other for 14 years and we used to be lovers. Like <laughs> really nailed that. So um, Frankie, please invite us into the writer's room. How much fun did you have with this character? And what was your intention behind the whole, his introduction? Um, so creating Ryan was so much fun because it was kind of, how do you create the kind of perfect, first love that's still stuck in your head like mm -hmm. 14 years later um and so you know we put a lot on Michael's shoulders and he most definitely delivered um but it was we were really trying to a create someone who could make you wonder are you team Ryan are you team Eric mm -hmm. um are you team you know Helen lives her best life with one or both or neither of them um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of South and Sweet Magnolias. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, we just wanted to really dive into that feeling that you have when you have a history with somebody mm -hmm. and like it's not all good and it's not all bad and all of the feelings show up there immediately the first second you see them, whether you want them to or not. Um, and so that feeling of, I'm just living my life and everything's great. And holy cannoli, my ex just showed up and is about to blow everything up. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's what we wanted and what we got. Yes. Well, you certainly gave it to us because I was thrown for a loop. I really couldn't figure it out at first. And then when it was kind of revealed, you know, that he was Miss Francis' nephew, I was like, oh my God, what is he doing? And she was <laughs> totally transparent. She saw right through him. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> Kelsey, share with me, what did you think about Miss Francis? And, um, you know, how did you feel when it was finally revealed that Ryan was an old romance? How did you deal with those details? Oh, I love that. I love that scene of the two of them getting food. And she's like, oh, yeah, don't don't play dumb with me here. I know if I sold this house to anyone else, you would not have been running back here from San Francisco. So I loved that. I loved kind of how they like unveiled that, you know, at least I kind of picked up like right when he walked in or tornadoed in right like Helen Helen's ears perked up a little bit you're like ooh, 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 what's happening here 
So I like that we get to learn soon after. And I like how we get to learn with the aunt, you know, and she's mm-hmm. just like calling him on his BS. She's like, get out of here. <laughs> so I loved that. I'm kind of like, Brian, I'm a little torn. Like I love Eric, but this was kind of fun. I'm a, like team. I I'm team stuck in between. That's how I <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I actually went back and watched a couple of the episodes again, just to kind of remember what happened. And Ryan is alluded to in episode one. So I was like, oh, Uh, there he is. So it was such a shocker for me when I went back and watched. I was like, oh, my gosh. So that's how it all ties together. You know, they just drop that little, like, hint in your mind. You don't even think about it. And then you just come in, see Miss Francis. And she's like, "Uh uh-uh, don't play games with me, boy. I know what you're really up to. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. So, Frankie, I'll direct this question to you. What was your favorite part of the writing process when it came to Sweet Magnolias? Like, what was it that you were looking forward to? not only in adding your flavor, but just the process overall? Um, Sweet Magnolias was so much fun to work on. Um, I think you guys have met some of the other writers thus far. They are all absolutely lovely people. Um, Having the text to work off of and like having read uh, Ms. Woods' books uh, and knowing that we could like jump into that universe and kind of play with it and do something for the fans of the books that already existed and also bring it into a world and make it our own was so much fun. Um, Creating Ryan was so much fun because he's not a character that exists in the world of the books. So being able to be like, okay, Icky's mine. And I get to make this like sort of perfect ex-boyfriend out of whole cloth and just like throw him on the screen uh, was delightful. It's, I honestly cannot name a single part of the process that was my favorite because it was all such a delightful and magical experience. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, Michael, that is, this is a really a testament to your acting skills. Again, to be able to dive in, did you experience any challenges maybe that you could share with us in fulfilling the character? Did you have any concerns about being able to step into these shoes and fill this role? Well, I uh, was I remember very clearly, I was trying to be like a really good boy actor. Um, And when I first started seeing some sides, when I was still sort of in the mix auditioning, uh, I was like, all right, well, let me just dive into these books and let me, in in books I didn't have time to read, let me get the synopsis. Is that a word? Um, And I was like, so Ryan Wingate, Ryan Wingate, Ryan Wingate. And I'm like, he's not in this book, but maybe he comes into another book. And I was like, oh, maybe it's a code. I was like, this, maybe it's like, you know, uh, maybe they mean calmatics or something. You know, I was, I didn't know what, what to expect. And then I, I don't remember if it was my first day on set, maybe the end of my first day on set with the, the director. I was like, you know, I, I told her, I was like, yeah, I really tried to, you know, uh, enjoy Miss Wood's books, but also kind of get the dirt on Ryan. And I, I, uh, do you know which book he's in? <laughs> she's like, not there. <laughs> no book whatsoever uh, so yeah that's that's, that's um, but that also gives you you know uh, there are tons and tons of of fans I, I I'm one of these weird people that isn't on social media but my mom is telling all her friends you know that are come watch you. Show and, um, and then uh, we have our our neighbors down here in Florida the big fans of the book and they ask well who who is he in the books because they're big fans of Miss Woods books and then it's always like oh it's you know, he's not in there. So that, but that gives uh, Frankie and, and I complete free reign to, to sort of create something together. I mean, she's got words on the page and then I'm breathing them, breathing life into them on set. So there is sort of a, a freedom when you're not playing a character from history, a character that has mm-hmm. like, I think, you know, taking someone like Helen or Maddie Townsend, uh, or, or Dana Sue Elliott, there is sort of a lot of preconceived notions that, that go into those characters because you have all these fans of the books that have this idea of what this right. character should look like and should, mm-hmm. should sound like and whatnot. So I didn't have to deal with that. So I just, uh, you know, I did just make sure my feet were under me and, and ready to dive in uh, on, on day one. And, and I, I did receive a compliment or two being like, man, we really, you know, because the first AD and, and everyone involved with creating the schedule they didn't really realize that until we had finished this marathon day of shooting my first day where they were like, wow, we really throwed you to the wolves or, or <laughs> threw, you into the, threw you into the fire and, um, and, and made it out alive on the other side. So it was just a, 
it was a roller coaster, but but a heck of a fun one. How do you go? I'm so curious. It's like, how do you go from just meeting someone like that to really like selling us on? I mean, I had no idea, of course, and we're not supposed to have an idea, but it's like, that's wild to me that you truly like there was a chemistry and there was a spark between the two of you. I mean, was there something that just worked? Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, I remember the first day walking into the audition, I did one, one take of one side. And I, after I was done, a couple people behind the, the, the table were like, that was really good. And I said, and I meant it. I was like, well, when you're with Heather Headley, you know, most of the work's done for you. I mean, she's, I think a, a, a sign of a great actor is that they make their scene partners shine. Um, and she did that for me. I mean, I, you never had to worry if she was emotionally invested in the scene or if she was going to uh, throw something, throw a curveball at you. It was like, you know, you're playing catch with, uh, you know, someone on the Yankees, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, they're not going to miss a ball. They're, they're going to be right in the game with you. So there's that. And that goes back to what I said about trust. And there was a really fast trust with, with Heather. And then as we went on, I got to meet uh, her husband and her children. And then we became, then we became good friends, wow. good buddies on set. Uh, and then it just got easier and easier. But uh, I think the nature of being on a, on a film set, um, on a television set, when everything's moving so quickly and there's a billion moving parts is that I didn't really have time to not, I didn't really have time to stop everyone, you know, stop all these moving parts and be like, question. So my motivation <laughs> for this is no. what? It's like, you know, we hired you to do a job. We need you to do it. We need you to yeah. fall in love with Heather Headley. So I, I said, sign me up. And you just, uh, I think the less you get out of your head and the more you just get into the words and, and let them kind of breathe in your body. And uh, uh, I, I think you just, you, you, you just do it, you know, and, well, and I, well I'm glad to hear. Well, I haven't, so I haven't seen it yet. So I'm the, the oh, fact that so you guys are, are buying into our relationship and buying into Ryan, the Tasmanian devil that enters the scene it makes me <laughs> more excited to, to see it in a, a day or two. So. Absolutely. We love that. And I just had a quick question for Frankie. So when you're kind of baking up a character from scratch, what pieces are you using? Did you take a little bit of flavor from other characters that you've worked with? Or how did you come up with the culmination of this character, especially since he didn't exist in the books? Um, well, because we knew it was going to be, he was going to be in a relationship with Helen and because we knew he was Helen's first love, so much of it was, okay, who is the type of person who would be an excellent match for Helen Decatur? Um, and so that's where we got a lot of it from is like, and who's the kind of person who she would keep connecting with over the years and keep on coming back to. And so it was like, well, he's got to be smart. He has to be kind because in the world of serenity, kindness is one of the keyest of virtues. Um, he has to, you know, be rooted in this town and in this place. And so all of those things like combined were really kind of the base of what became Ryan. Yes, very well done and well said. That is, it just answers the question so perfectly because when we think of what we know of Helen now, you're right, Ryan makes for the perfect lifelong friend and romance and love. And I love mm -hmm. how you brought up the part about serenity and the friendship and community. And just to kind of preface our next topics and what to talk about, um, <clears throat> There was a moment where the pastor spoke and she spoke on Isaiah 40, 31, which is, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And this was so powerful because it spoke to a lot of situations, especially in this episode. So um, maybe Kelsey, you want to chime in on this, but how did you feel when Dana Sue, because we've Dana Sue's been struggling and we've been watching her go through this, but when she passed out, not only was Helen and everyone else freaked out, but I was like, oh my God, this is early. What were you feeling in that scene? <laughs> I mean, I was just, I was scared. I think that I was kind of right in that kitchen with all of them and you, where you don't know what to do. And 
like Eric's looking at Helen like hey you gotta call 911 and she's just like almost so stunned that she can't even do that and she then tells him later when they're in the hospital like thank god for you thank god you knew what you were doing because I don't know if I would have been able to do that you know and so that like that was it was scary it was really scary and I think it was kind of a weird backward wake-up call for her to be like hey you gotta like chill and take care of yourself and yeah it was it was quite the scene I was like oh what's happening (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely Tammy what were your takeaways on that well I was just thinking back to to when we spoke um on the pre-show with Cheryl Anderson and Norman Buckley and how all of us are just kind of stunned at how the timing of this show is magical and Jamie when you quote when you read the the scripture quote about you know finding that second wind finding that peace finding like how do you go on because you're so tired given the circumstances that everyone's in right now I think that's a reality for a lot of people so seeing Dana Sue being so exhausted and so lost, I think just really resonated not only with me, but I think resonates with the populace and why we all are convinced this show will resonate with people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Dana in this, she really held, what I love about Dana and her character, and maybe Frankie, you can speak to this, is she's so relatable, but I feel like her issues are extremely pronounced. Like when she says things like, I don't need help. And she's really snapping off at her daughter. And she's really in the kitchen. Like what you want to pull me aside? Like, what? okay. You know? And so I think a lot of us can see that within our own selves, but for you guys in the writer's room, what was so important about really highlighting Dana's issues and bringing them to life so that it translates so well with the audience? Um, I think, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself and slightly projecting, but I think a lot of people (laughs) want to be able to be all things for all of the people in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's physically impossible. Like you can't do that and maintain any sorts of sanity or mental health or physical health. And one of the things I love about Dana Sue is that Dana Sue is an absolute boss. She like throws her full self into parenting. She throws her full self into her friendship. She throws her full self into her kitchen. And like when you're throwing that much of yourself into that many places, like eventually something's got to give. And so getting Dana Sue to the point where she could look around and be like, oh, it doesn't have to be just me. I have all of these Mm -hmm. wonderful people around me who love me and are willing to step in and are willing to help. Because I think so many people have a hard time recognizing that in their own lives. And so being able to put that on the page and on the screen was really important to us. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did well doing that. Bryant, what was your feedback when she sat down with pastor? She had to confess it all. Like I'm having a hard time. Like, what do I do? That was so powerful. <laughs> yes, for sure. I definitely think it was powerful. And I, I wanted to see this from Dana Sue for so long. And I think that's what, you know, like you've mentioned, Frankie, she just needed this kind of reset. She needed to hit that breaking point for her to really realize and step back because from the first couple episodes, she's been really trying to, like you said, be all things for all people and that's impossible. So the fact that she's lashing out to everybody and they're just trying to help her is, it's so, it's hard on her and she realizes she was doing that. So I loved how she sat down with the pastor and she's like, I am just gonna take a step back and I'm gonna do my own thing and I'm not gonna let it get to me. And I love how she's, she's just growing so much. Yes, absolutely. And I love how you guys introduce spirituality in this. And I love how Serenity has this kind of, you know, Christian, you know, wholesome, valuable vibe without being super preachy. And, you know, there was so much value in even that verse being given to Dana Sue, because um, it's something that we can all take from it in the sense when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling like you don't know where to go and that your back is against the wall, not only is it an opportunity to see that It might be something that you're creating in your own mind and an opportunity to look around, but it also gave her an opportunity to serve again, to find the joy about being in the kitchen and to just let loose just a little bit. Um, So, you know, Kelsey, maybe you can share what you felt. And then, um, you know, Frankie, you can speak to maybe what was going on, but I love that scene where Mr. Van makes her feel seen and heard and kind of reminds her of her power and the beauty of Sullivan's. And then she goes over to the other kitchen 
to kind of help him uh, spice up that catfish. What do we think mm-hmm. about seeing Dana have some fun again? Oh, I loved that. Cause I think it's so funny. You can have the same people in your lives, like in your life, like tell you the same thing over and over again, but it takes someone different sometimes mm-hmm. to have it really resonate with you. And I think that was the whole point of this scene. And she'd even said, she was like, my passion and my like power, I get my power from my cooking. So being like brought back to those roots was really something she needed. And she needed to be reminded like, oh, okay, I can be, I can be happy and joyful doing this. I don't need to be stressed and just constantly like yelling at people, yelling at myself. So that was a really special moment. I love how um, it just kind of played out in this, in this episode. I thought that it was perfectly done. And one thing too, Frankie, I wanted to say when um, the pastor asked Dana Sue, what makes you strong? What makes you feel strong? That was so profound. That question, that actually Mm. took me aback because that's a profound Mm -hmm. question to ask someone. And it's even more profound to have an answer. Mm -hmm. And she, she didn't miss a heartbeat. She's like cooking. That's where I feel strongest. So thank you for that. Cause that was a really amazing moment. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I'm going to be completely and honest and say I can't can't take complete credit for that. I think that might have been a Cheryl line, but still, all all praise. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Yes, I love it. It says Frankie. Frankie's involved uh, uh, are all about like bringing in you know crazy scenarios and whatnot. Whereas Cheryl (laughs) Anderson is like, we're going to put this beautiful wholesome bow on you know uh, all these you know, these scenarios that have people questioning themselves and people sort of having to reconcile with things. So I love how Frankie comes in. She's the, the wrecking ball sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you need that though. You, Cause it keeps yeah, it yeah. spicy. It That's keeps us entertained. So, it so thank yeah, you, yeah. Frankie. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we experienced a little bit more of that spiciness with Ryan um, when he had to go into Sullivan's. So again, we have these opportunities to see how, what was going through your mind and how to flavor this character when he's sitting at the table, really trying to confront, you know, convince Miss Francis and, you know, Maddie's mom that he's just here to check up on the house. What was some of the underfeelings going on in Sullivan's? <laughs> well, it, it was, um, I, I, I hope it, it uh, came out all right, but I, it, it, it for me, I was, I mean, I had, I had three, uh, more mature ladies sort of staring down at me, not, you know, calling, calling me on my, you know what? Uh, and it was very, I, I just had to be there and listen. And I, and, it, you know, we've all been there where we're, where we have this idea, but the people who care about us and the people who love us, who kind of have a full sort of scope of the situation, our view might be a little myopic, um, whatever that situation might be. So I just, I just said three ladies, giving me what for in that scene and uh um I just had to sit there and listen and, and go along for the ride so and I I could see it like it was just yesterday um uh, walking into the restaurant and just with the the detail with the production design and um it really transported me to this place and then when I took my seat uh and and just had to listen and and that was sort of my job at that moment and uh I remember we, we you mentioned uh Van the character Van he I, re- I remember him in uh on that stage in particular and that gentleman is he just brought so much life uh to that character and then also when we called cut I mean he was cutting up and telling jokes and just like <laughs> oh. it was great energy and, and and part of the the um the beauty of this cast in general was that, uh, I mean, you see the heartbeat um, of all these characters and you see that, that so many of them are, are grounded in kindness and, and these values of serenity. And then you, you, the, the producers and casting and writers assembling this cast of, of people with, that are really just wholesome people at heart. You know, we live in different places, but we came together to this, you know, fake town in Serenity, uh, Georgia, and and so many actors, their hearts were in these characters that were imbued with such big hearts, thanks to the writers. So it was, uh, it was a lovely set, lovely set. 
Yes, I would definitely have to agree. And I feel like, you know, in that scene specifically, when you talk about serenity and all the good hearts, I was getting like the little boy from you because it was like, you're sitting there, like you said, with these mature women that pretty much have been around since you've been a child. And they're like, what's really going on? Like, Mm -hmm. out with it, out with it. Come on, come on. (laughs) I often felt that, 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 that sense of like, little boy I thought was was important to this character uh, mm-hmm. because you know he's coming he's he's became a uh, he, he has become a big deal in his field and has you know he's traveling internationally going to Africa you know working on agriculture projects and clean water projects and he has he's a he's a brilliant mind and a humanitarian but there's nothing quite like coming home and then you have those old roles that you used to fill. And I, speaking mm-hmm. personally, I, you know, I live most of my time in Manhattan. And then two months ago, I came down to Florida to quarantine with my mom and dad, who I have not lived with since I was on break since college. And then these old kind of the old, you know, the people yeah. who really know you, they can call you out, they can press your buttons and they can keep mm-hmm. you honest. And uh, so I I've felt that as sort of the new guy on set in episode four, I felt that working with um, the brilliant Heather Headley and just being breathing the same air as uh, Brooke Elliott and breathing the same air as Joe Garcia Swisher, um, I was like that little boy kid in a candy store thing where, uh, and so that was uh, definitely an honest cool. dimension. You know, there, then when you see the little, the, the little excited boy that is also like strong in his opinions that's uh probably pretty honest (laughs) what was going on on the day so gosh I love that so much well you know very well said and it really does give us insight on these moments these rich rich moments that we got with you um and now you know just to kind of move to one of our other topics when you talk about the little boy Let's, um, so Bryant, maybe you can chat with, you know, enlighten us on this and what you felt, but I really loved the interaction between Ty and Kyle and how Ty got really vulnerable. Like I'm the boss on the field. I don't know so much about this. You're the actor. You're, you know, the thespian. How do I show up in class? You know, especially when he has all these distractions. So what were you thinking about those moments with Ty and his little brother, Kyle, you know, and that interaction? It's so sweet. You know, every single episode we talk about the relatability of this show, it's really going to resonate with so many people. And obviously with someone as has a bigger brother, I resonated with that so much with Kyle and just being like, okay, you know, like take a step back. Like you can do it. Like I was always kind of the voice of reason or the one that kind of helped my big brother, which is such a weird dynamic, but it's often what happens, you know? So I love seeing that. Um, and I just have to say while I'm here that I'm the biggest stanner of uh, Ty and Annie. Like, I just need more of them in my life. Uh, I know. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. So, you know, Frankie, back to the writer's room. What were some of the key words that you feel like kept coming up? Because what I keep hearing is, you know, relatability, family, commun- community. When it comes to Ty, I feel like the repeated theme is focus. So what were some of the overarching themes that you guys were consistently talking about when it comes to this show? Um, I think relatability was huge. Um, and the importance of community and family also with Specifically with Ty and Kyle, we wanted to get kind of the real sibling relationship, but also the best version of the real sibling relationship, Mm -hmm. where you drive each other absolutely crazy, but you also have each other's backs. Um, And so getting to, like, really dive in and play with that of, like, yes, they, like, are going to get on each other's nerves, but when push comes to shove... They love each other and are there for each other and, you know, really just want the best for each other. Um, That's kind of what we wanted with all of the characters in that there's tension because that's life. But at the end of the day, you love, these people love each other and these people want to help each other out. Yes, that was completely made clear in each and every scene. So I love that feedback. And it it almost makes me think too, um, well, you know, I... I don't want to go too far or give away too much, but, you know, are we going to see more of you, Michael, interacting with some of the other characters, seeing as how you guys do go all the way back, you know, 
we're talking about relatability and relationship and the tension, but the forgiveness, you know, what can we expect to see a little more from you <laughs> with the other cast members? You, you sure can. Yeah. There's, um, we, I don't know which episode this comes in, but the spa opens, it will open. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, and that is Ooh. a, uh, am I going to be in trouble, Frankie? I, you know, I don't think you will. I, okay. I, yeah. And if you, and if you I don't do get so in trouble, I didn't tell you you wouldn't. So. <laughs> Noted. We pushed but you. How about that? <laughs> we get a, a there, there's a couple of scenes where you get uh, 95% of the cast together on set um, oh, wow. and uh, then there's little sort of like I knew Danny Sue Elliott and I knew back you know this is a small town and everyone knows everyone's business and you can sort of see yeah. these relationships starting to blossom um, I think in that episode in, a, in episode four or when uh four or five when i'm sitting down with uh with the ladies uh at at dana sue's restaurant mm. um dana sue dropped something off at the table uh, i can't remember what it was and she gave mm. me a look mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so <laughs> right good she did. right i feel so like I, that look would have been different had she not talked to the pastor first <laughs> <laughs> true um, but they, so I, I, I get, uh, a little bit, uh, I get a little bit of time with Cal. I get a little bit more time with Dana Sue. Um, and I think the, the onus on Ryan is to, he, he, he's sort of fighting an uphill battle cause he's got to convince, you know, he left this town he, he, and there's a couple people who have this sort of notion about Ryan was maybe, you know, he, Ryan thought he was too big for this. Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, serenity wasn't enough for Ryan and you left the town, you left Helen, uh, et cetera. So Ryan has to prove that, you know, if he is there to stay, he really needs to, to, to let people know that. Uh, and that's sort of his arc for the season. Cause it's not just, uh, it's not just um, Helen Decatur that he has to prove that he is in love with, um, but he has his aunt. Her you know, whole the, army the, too. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're uh, apparently Tammy. I have to convince. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the but yeah, he, and 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 Helen is so loved in in this town, and she has mm-hmm. a lot of angels protecting her, and that's mm-hmm. who I need to confront. Um, hopefully go, you know, leading with my heart first and in order to say serenity, I'm back and I'm here to stay. And, uh, and Helen, I'm back and I'm I'm here to to win you back and earn your trust again. So that's, let's go to the arc that you'll see of, of my character. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it because that is so amazing. We said, so we know, so the spa does open. Thank you for that. But there's something that happens before the spa opens. And when, (laughs) you know, you've got to, um, Oh, I want to make sure I'm not going ahead. Am I? No. Yeah, sure. the, the episodes. Okay. Is, is, I, I like, have the story in my head. I don't, like, know. Like, <laughs> I don't know where the episodes are. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a little, and, and Kelsey, I think you could, I want you to speak to this and let us know how you felt. But I think there's a little reminiscing that happens, you know, as Ryan kind of goes through the house before the spot oh. opens and kind of has this one-on-one with Helen where he does, like what you said, he has a lot to prove as far as, what he's about to bring to the table. So Kelsey, how can you speak to that? What were your thoughts? <laughs> you guys, I'm the most emotional person ever, but I'm not kidding you. I was like, soon <laughs> had me crying. And I was going to say, Frankie, I love how you, was it 14 years that you gave him that he hadn't been back? It's like, what a what an amount of time, you know, it's like, it's over 10. It's like that time where it's like, you start to forget about someone and then they come back and it's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Nope, right back here. So that was just like really it pulls at all your strings. And it's like, I mean, Michael, you did such a great job at just like walking us through everything and like really painting us, like painting this picture, like we're there. I mean, I saw you standing there. We drank lemonade here. I mean first Yeah, yeah. first this kiss. Yes, you know, yes, yeah. like first and this and that. And we've all been there. And that was mm-hmm. just 
that was moving. That's when I like I was kind of team Eric, and then that kind of drew me into Ryan a little bit. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Ryan has a tender side; he cares. But now I need to see him hold that up because if he's gonna win her <gasps> over, it's like, mm, no, she's a she's a bad lady, and we love her. <laughs> so that's an uphill uphill battle Ryan's facing <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what a lovely uh, monologue and scene that was, and. Uh, that was the last scene we shot on that uh, fateful first day for me on set. And uh, yeah, those those words do the work, most of the work for you. I mean, it just, uh, and the, 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 the spa, just being in that environment and getting to say those words. So thank you, Frankie. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that I was looking forward to that when I knew I was coming on board uh, with the project. And yeah, that was, that's a, it's a killer scene. It's really mm-hmm. lovely. It sets a lot up. I cannot yeah. believe that that was part of your first day. I don't yeah, like, really, that's mind blowing. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. And, and yeah, so the very beginning of the day, I think maybe eight or nine uh, was the tornado coming in the first time you see me. And by the end of the day, the last scene was, you know, that's the tree under which we had our first mm-hmm. kiss. You know, if I'm remembering so the line pretty. correctly. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Of, uh, coming together so yeah what I love so much about Ryan is just the fact the the power he has and not really power but it's just that thing that he does to Helen because Mm -hmm. Helen is just so put together so like on it like a bonnet and she knows herself so much (laughs) but then Ryan just comes in and she's like "Mm." so like if I would have had a guy you know tell me about the tree and the chair (laughs) I would have been right there with her and just went for that kiss (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Frankie, I would love you to chime in on that because, you know, you being the one to really bring Ryan's character to life, you know, tell us about the development of that incredible monologue, which really painted the picture for us all that are watching. Yeah, um, that monologue, I might have been my favorite thing to write in this episode, Um, but it was so much like the sentiment of that is like, I'm still in love with you. I never stopped loving you. I just need to know that you and I are on the same page about that. Um, but that's not, that's a very short scene. Um, <laughs> if you just say it that way. Uh, so like really <laughs> getting into Ryan's head and being like, I, I wanted us to feel what he was feeling and to see what he was seeing. Um, and also when you have a relationship between these two characters where so much of it is backstory, like, being able to bring the audience into that and have them experience that relationship with these two characters in this scene and have that moment of like, oh, that's what this is. It's that first time you see each other. It's that like first like connection, that close friendship, that first kiss, it's all of that. And so getting to bring everyone into their relationship in that way was so much fun. Wow, it really painted the picture. And Bryant, like you said, there was some little sprinkles of alluding to Ryan because I feel like I remember when Helen was going through something with Maddie, she was like, oh, I had my first kiss out that tree. So for Ryan to kind of bring it full circle and talk about the kiss at the tree and everything, it just, it, you guys did a marvelous job painting the picture. And then like Kelsey said, that's when it went from Team Eric to oh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> So we absolutely love that. And, um, you know, before we wrap up this conversation and get out of here, um, talking about laying it all down, we don't want to miss that moment where um, Ty, they were celebrating, right? I I, I always want to make sure I'm not going ahead. They were (laughs) celebrating. And, you know, this is kind of the first time we see Annie and Ty text a little bit more and see a little bit of those butterflies. Um, and you know, Bill was a, the town had been talking about Cal and Maddie because that's what Serenity does. Everyone's in everyone's business. Mm-hmm. And there's this, this, this moment in the, um, the pizza shop and, you know, he seemed real big, mad in the car about everything, but you know, Brian, do you want to share a little bit about how you felt, you know, with the tension that went on in that scene, but then also the beauty of Annie and Ty? Yeah, the pizza parlor was definitely quite a scene because I loved how Bill with Noreen, because this whole time, the last couple of episodes we've been seeing Noreen like struggle to fit in or struggle to kind of want to be part of that whole thing because of what people are saying. So I loved how she was like, you know, you should go celebrate. And he was like, no, we're going to go celebrate. So he brought her there, but then it obviously turned 
bad. So I think the only good, like you said, only good that came out of it was Ty and Annie because I just love them so much. <laughs> uh, so since Frankie, you know, Michael said you're the bomb dropper. Did you have anything to do with that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that scene was so much fun. Um, and also, God bless Jamie Lynn because she can mm -hmm. play so much in just a look. Um, but yeah, that, that having that moment where like Bill cottons on to what's happening mm -hmm. and like has his own feelings about that, whether those feelings are justifiable or not, I will leave mm -hmm. to the audience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just really, really fun to have that moment of, oh, something's a, something will go down. Mm -hmm. And then Definitely. even you have Maddie saying later, it's like, well, if, like, if Bill saw, you'll hear about it. I'll hear about it. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I know, I know, Michael, you're, we're just looking forward to seeing more of you and how you dive in and interact with everyone. You came home to a, a lot of, a lot of little bit of drama. So <laughs> a lot of little bit, a lot of little bit of drama. So just to see how you kind of, um, you know, Make, you make your way in and play with these characters. We just can't wait to see it. But, you know, definitely before we wrap this up, I want to make sure, panel, did you have any questions for these amazing creators while they're here, while we have them? I want to know if, Frankie, you're dropping any more big bombs on us. Any more tornadoes? <laughs> I mean, guys, this is only episode four. You have six more episodes of the show to watch. Right, yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Five. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> well, we Frankie, are so anxious. Frankie, okay. I have to ask really quick: Were you responsible for the General Hospital line that Eric said? I was. Yeah. Hey, that was <laughs> a good one. That was good. <laughs> I that was a laugh out loud moment for me. So thank you. It was a personal joke for me because General Hospital was my first TV job. I was uh, like, <gasps> in, I was an assistant there, so. Oh that's God. so great oh, I love that and you know Tammy awesome. I'm so glad you brought that up because I have to admit that was the first time I saw the similarities but also the contrast of the two men in Helen's life so here we've got mm -hmm. somebody who's well traveled he's doing this he's doing that he can keep up with Helen being a lawyer but then you have this chef in a small town but don't discredit him he still learned and was still fantastic but the way he learned and took on information and became a chef and a paramedic <laughs> came yeah. from a different place. So was that mm -hmm. intentional? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, I don't know. I think it can be very easy to kind of only believe that a certain kind of person is like worthy or a certain kind of knowledge is worthy or to mm -hmm. be like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. And so to have two equally handsome, equally charming, equally like engaging men who exist in the world in very, very different ways was mm -hmm. just a way of saying, mm, no, you, you don't know everybody's <laughs> life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love that. Well, you know, Michael, did you have any last wor words or anything that you want to share with the audience that you want them to take away from this after show and episode four? Well, I, th I think that uh, much as we have probably all tried in our own lives, um, you don't fall in love with someone because of their resume or because of what kind of what's on paper. Um, you fall in love with their heart, which isn't really a tangible thing. Um, so, and the course of true love never did run smooth. So that's, uh, that's what we're looking forward to um, as far as Eric and, Ryan and Helen and half this whole town seems to be having <laughs> affairs of the heart, as it were. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you guys are in for a treat. Yes, so love excited. that insight. Yes, <laughs> and is there anything, Frankie, that you can share with us that you just want the audience to take home from this experience for episode four? Um, just you know, this is a show about love and community and you know holding the people you love close to you uh and we're in a time where that's super kind of important right now so you know just watch the show enjoy it and if you can't hug your loved ones call them up on the internet and internet hug them <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, we definitely want to follow you online. So especially when the show comes out, you, you at home, we want you to continue to tweet and engage and share this. So Frankie, where can we find you online so people can stay up on all of your projects and what you do? Uh, I am on Twitter at, at Frankie the B. Uh, that's F-R-A-N-K-I-T-H-E-B. Love it. And what about you, Michael? Where can we keep up with you and all the things? I, gosh, I feel like such a dork. I don't, I don't have any social media. Um, no. but, but I was, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm thinking about getting a Twitter uh, because we love. I Twitter. just think, yeah, I just think it's yeah. a, a phenomenal like democratization of information out there. And because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, you know, not to get too political, but sometimes I don't think the news is uh, is doing the job it's supposed to be doing. But you find experts on on Twitter. Uh, people whose kind of career you can follow and and uh, you know that they hold themselves to a very high standard. So I've been actually sneaking on Twitter without a, a username because a lot of that stuff's public, especially when you're listening to, uh, you know, a medical professionals, scientists, epidemiologists, as the case may be. And uh, so I, I, you, if, if I get a Twitter, I'm going to let you guys know and it might happen Do sooner it. rather than later. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's what makes this super exclusive because if you want to see Michael, you'll either have to watch Sweet Magnolias or the Sackle Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to watch episode four or or wait till he gets to Twitter in a couple weeks. Yes. Well, this has been so insightful and so much fun. Thank you, um, you guys, for being incredible guests and really letting us into your process and the behind the scenes. And thank you, you incredible hosts who just you know, poured out and put in your two cents and shared and asked questions so that we can all have a better understanding of everything that happened. And thank you guys for tuning in. So um, remember, this is the place to be after every episode. Come here at AfterBuzz TV to join the official after show for Sweet Magnolias. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, and that's J-A-I-M-I. Alexander. And then <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow, follow Tammy Govea, and that's T-A-M-I-G-O-V-E-I-A. And of course, on Instagram and Twitter, we have Kelsey. You can follow her at Kelmeyer, K-E-L-S-M-E-Y-E-R, and the number two. And then of course, last but not least, we have Bryant Santos, and you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, and all the things at the Bryant Santos, <laughs> T-H-E-B-R-Y-A-N-T, Santos. Thank you guys so Yay. much for tuning in. And we will see you on the next after show. Thank you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.